What's on the Menu with Adrian Abraham on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, 12 to 1 with Adrian Abraham. Time for our F&B segment. And today I'm going to be in conversation with Mariana Campos Dalmeida. She's the head chef at The Butcher's Wife, which is a natural wine bar and restaurant located right here in Singapore. Mariana, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, Adrian. I'm good. How about you? Yeah, really good. Finally, F&B services are now open once again for dining in, which makes everyone happy, but only if you were fully vaccinated. Mariana, first up, where does your passion for cooking come from? Uh, I think it comes from my family, my mom and my grandmother. I think when I was home, I was watching them cooking and then making delicious things. And then I was like, wow. Can I make this my job? <laughs> and then I figured out that I can. And I studied a lot. And then I was very happy to make cooking as my living. And yeah, this is how I, I became a chef. See, I'm always a huge fan of these uh, anecdotes. And you said your biggest, um, you know, your passion comes from your family. In terms of your biggest inspiration in the kitchen, do you have any more stories maybe with your mom and your grandma while you were growing up? Oh, yes. Especially my grandmother, she was very into French cuisine, which is funny because now I'm married to a French guy. <laughs> uh, and every time she goes to France, she brings me some kids to do cooking at home. And then I remember very well that she brought some things to do creme brulee. It's the cream that you, you toss it on top of the sugar and then you burn it. And then she bring it for me, an uh, iron thing that you need to heat it on the fire to burn your sugar and then I'm so excited then I use it for like one month and then my mom gave me like two months after this a torch so I can burn my sugar easily and I was like oh my god so much easier wow so nice and my grandmother was so <laughs> so angry no in France I know how they do it's not the traditional way so I, I used to remember a lot of those stories that my grandmother used to tell me about friends. But at the same time, I grew up in Brazil. So, yeah, it's funny to hear all of that. And then now I can transform all of this into my dishes, inspirations into my dishes. Your grandma sounds like a, a traditionalist who likes things uh, the proper way. <laughs> so we'd like <laughs> to say, you know, you mentioned the idea of becoming a chef. You knew from a very young age that it was what you wanted to do later on in life. But just out of curiosity. Was there another profession that you wanted to pursue? Uh, yeah, I think that we always should have a plan B in case the plan, the, the first plan doesn't work. So I was wondering if cooking was not my thing. I wanted to do marketing. I love to market things. I love to create things to market, marketing for sale. And yeah, it was marketing my second. Oh, lovely. It's always uh, interesting to find out what a chef would have become if they didn't pursue to become a chef. Uh, Mariana, you're from Brazil, an incredible country with a rich food culture. I actually remember being there for the 2014 FIFA World Cup. Not only the hospitality, but the food is just amazing. What are some of the well-known dishes that you can't live without? Oh, yeah, there's a lot. But some of them are the moqueca. So it's a seafood stew. Every time I go home, all the seafood... Uh, dishes are the number one that my mom prepares to me first thing I came home. But there are other things also, the ponte queijo, there is also all the meats, like the, the picanha, we barbecue, we do a lot of barbecues when we are home, resting. And I'm very 
uh, lucky to have access of ingredients in Singapore that I can reproduce those dishes from my country that I miss so much in the restaurant. And I feel that it's very good for the customers because they they found um, some other dish, Brazilian dishes that they're not used to it. So I think it's uh, the best of the two worlds. So I, I'm happy because I'm trying every day the food that I love and I'm happy to give that to my customers to try it out. Yeah, Brazilian food with a twist. But more on that in just a bit. You moved to Singapore in late 2019. Now, of course, this was before the COVID-19 pandemic actually hit Singapore. And, uh, you know, talk me through that move. Why did you want to move here? Uh, so we met, me and my husband, we met uh, Sing Chia the founder of the company in Paris. And after two or three coffees, uh, cider, Sing Chia loves cider, and two bottles of cider, she asked us why not moving to Singapore and work in one of her F&B um, outlets. Then me and my husband were like, why not? I think one of the goals of a chef is to travel and to know other cultures. And Asia was always in our uh, minds. So we were like, why not? So the opportunity came to us. So let's do it. Yeah, anything can happen after a few bottles of cider. We're in conversation with Mariana Campos Dalmeida. She's the head chef at The Butcher's Wife, a natural wine bar and restaurant located right here in Singapore. Mariana, for someone who's never been to The Butcher's Wife, how would you describe the concept? Okay, so I think, first of all, we do everything from scratch and it's something that I'm really proud of. So all the sauces, all the mixtures, all the fermentations... Mainly, it's all homemade from scratch. I think this nowadays is very hard to see. A lot of restaurants use a lot of shortcuts. We, I cannot not mention the natural wine, which is amazing for wine lovers to discover this new world, which is natural wines. Uh, you see a lot of Brazilian touches in the menu, which is very nice because I still feel that Brazilian food is not well spread in the world. We are very known by barbecue houses, but it's not it's not this, actually. Uh, and the vibe, I think the restaurant has a very good vibe. The kitchen is open. I really think that experience makes everything. So after good food, a good glass of wine or a cocktail, and then you have this amazing vibe, your, your night is successful. <laughs> yeah, I was actually blessed to uh, visit the butcher's wife just before the phase two heightened alert restrictions kicked in. And what an incredible experience it was. You mentioned the mokeka, something which is very close to your heart. Some of the other dishes on the menu, what are the must-try items? Uh, it, it, it's like asking the mom what, what is her favorite son or daughter. <laughs> but I would try my best. But deep, so down, have... but deep down, you always have one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so... The mukeka, as I was saying, it's, it's something that is very comfort food and it's uh, amazing. But at the other side, we ha also have some dishes that we put some Asian touch on, on it, which is the lamb tuna, something like a po poke bowl or like um, a Korean bowl. Uh, but instead of seafood, we use watermelon and it's completely vegan. So I think this is a must-try dish. For the experience of eating a watermelon, but the texture and the flavor is like tuna, so I think it's worth the try. But we have the dajinhos, the classic that we, we do with the seiko, uh, with the cheese. We have the bacalhau that now is one of my favorite, which is uh, salted cod, very common in Portuguese restaurants. 
uh, that we, uh, we do in the restaurant in a very different way. The desserts, we also have delicious tapioca and coconut cake, very chewy, very moist, that we serve with um, coffee ice cream. We have, yeah, a lot of options. Yeah, it's like picking your favorite son or daughter, as clearly there's just, you know, the list can go on and on for days. You joined The Butcher's Wife in late 2019, as I earlier mentioned. How much has the menu evolved during your time as head chef? Uh, Yeah, so I didn't want to bring all the Brazilian dishes at once. I wanted to see how is the Singaporean customers first. So I study a lot what People eat here, so I went to a lot of wet market and a lot of uh, hawker centers to see and how to adapt that food into my restaurant with my touch, which is Brazilian touch, but I also study in France. So very nice techniques uh, to enhance the ingredients, having Brazilian touch, but how to get into Singaporean expats heart to get them to know the restaurant. So uh, at the beginning it was more European inspired i think uh the brazilian touch was very slightly in every dish not a lot and then now this new menu is i really like put my heart and everything that i wanted to try at, at first now with i have a very good team that helps me and it, this makes me put everything that i want in the menu and i'm very proud of it because there's a lot of comfort food that is from my childhood, from my vacation that I used to go with my parents. And putting this in a restaurant, it's something that I'm very proud of every day. And you also cater to, um, you know, you mentioned earlier the wide natural wine selection that you have, as well as the cocktails that set you apart from other restaurants. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about your cocktails. So the cocktails is something that I really like because we can be very creative and we can use a lot of different combinations. And I think Asian fruits are the best. We cannot go further than we please. We don't use like strawberries or raspberries that taste like nothing. When you have mangoes, passion fruit, you have soursop, all these amazing ingredients and herbs, pandan leaves, coconut. So our drinks are like each part of tropical fruit in a glass with a very nice combination of gin or vodka or cachaça, which is the Brazilian, something like a Brazilian rum that we put inside of this drink called caipirinha. I think you may know it if you were in Brazil for work. Oh, yes. Uh, amazing. Amazing. Good times. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think in the cocktails, it's like something to discover in the restaurant, like something to go for it. Of course, after you can have a beautiful bottle of wine, but it's something to start with some snacks and you won't regret it. The flavors are amazing. Yeah, you certainly won't regret it at all. This is just, you know, there's so much to choose from, not only cocktails, but the natural wine selection is something that everyone must try at least once in their life. You know, the COVID-19 pandemic has, of course, affected the F&B industry severely. It's devastated the industry. What are some of the challenges that you faced as the head chef during the initial circuit breaker period? And how has the restaurant adapted to the new measures in place? Yeah, I think last year was a bit tough because uh, before that, we never did uh, deliveries before because we were not focused on that. It was only dining-in. But when you close for dining-in, the only option you have is delivery and takeaway. So the first was how to adapt the food in a good packaging, uh, in a good way, so I can we can make sure that the food will arrive nicely as I want. And yeah, of course, there's the sales are not the same, but 
uh, I think with the marketing team, we did a great job from last year to this year. The sales during takeaways and deliveries grown a lot. Uh, and I think it's also um, when you sell comfort food in times like this, it's where you know that people uh, need food to, to pass through all this moment. And I think my food uh, has this, this component, which is like, I'm not being cliche, but like love or comfort. Like when you eat it, you feel like safe. So uh, overall, it was difficult, of course, but we passed through it. And I'm very happy we're opening again. So now we are, the deliveries and takeaways are working very nice. And people are used to uh, order at home more and more. So now I think we've, uh, we've finally found the balance in between dining and deliveries and takeaways. Yeah, I was going to say you have that magic touch, you know, to make sure that all your customers are well fed and they certainly enjoy their food as well. You've gone through the whole uh, concept of having diners at your restaurant, you know, dining in and then having takeaways and back and forth. But when the customers are coming back in to dine, what's that feeling like to have customers back at your restaurant, having not had them for a few weeks or even months on some occasions? Oh, it's it's very nice. It's like uh, finding, again, friends that you're not seeing for a long time because in the restaurant, we have a lot of regulars. So a lot of people that even in, in when we are close, we chat in whatsapp and they ask how's the business oh i order tomorrow oh uh last week there's a friend that is ordering because of me so i think it's like founding again that friends and that people that likes your food and likes the experience that you give and i think it makes at the end of the day it makes sense that people are there there again enjoying enjoying the experience of being in the restaurant so it's very 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 nice yeah, it is very nice and F&B needs all the support that they can get, particularly during this uh, difficult time. When guests leave the butcher's wife, Mariana, what would you want their biggest takeaway to be? I think what I want them to have, it's a memory, a memory of a very good meal, a very good moment. I think it's one of the things that I want to have it more in the restaurant is how to make the experience amazing like good food we can find in a lot of places uh, the combination of good food good service very different and unusual wine with the fresh cocktail and i also like to go around the restaurant and talk to customers and even sharing recipes and i think that i want them to feel they are not leaving a restaurant they are leaving their living room I want Butcher's Wife to be their second home, a place that they, they go and they are always comfortable to eat. They feel home, they feel safe, and they they always go for good food. Uh, and I think good food is good when you are in very good moments and you are not in very good moments. So I think food is the medicine to all the problems. <laughs> Yeah, it's always nice to have a chef that walks around and talks to the customers because the customers, like you mentioned, it feels like they're in their living room, they feel more at home, but also they'll want to keep coming back. Going back to your time in Singapore, you've been here just, well, let's say two years or so. What's your favorite, okay? What's your favorite local food stall in Singapore? Because as I mentioned, Brazil has a rich food culture. So does Singapore. So what are some of your favorite things to eat here? So one of my favorite wet markets and hawker centers, the wet market is Teka. I think they have a lot of um, varieties of vegetables that looks like a lot of the vegetables I used to buy in Brazil. But to eat, I think, because it's very near my home, is the Maxwell. I love the laksa. I love the bling soup. 
Uh, I love all the chili crabs. But I think, I don't know why, mainly is the laksa. I think the laksa sauce, it's really um, tastes like mukeka because of the of the coconut milk and all of this. So it reminds me of home. Uh, I even putupiri, the dessert, very good also. So yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of nice food in Singapore. I cannot help myself to not going like almost every weekend. <laughs> yeah, it is quite similar. You mentioned the laksa and the mokeka as well. Two very unique dishes. We've been in conversation with Mariana Campos Adelmeida, head chef at the Butcher's Wife, a natural wine bar and restaurant located in Singapore. Mariana, thank you so much for joining me on the show and. I I wish you the best in the months to come. And, uh, you know, I'm so happy that everything's now opened and uh, you can get back to business. Well, some sort of normal again. Thank you so much, Adrian. Thank you for your time. And yeah, let's be safe and let's enjoy. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.